Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mm. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. Well done. Top of the charts Tuesday. Playing jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. I will admit, Man in the Mirror, one of my all-time favorite Michael Jackson jams. Mine too. I even use the term Man in the Mirror moment all the time. Yeah. Um, because I love the song. Great song. Great choice by Patrick. I'm going to make a change in my life. Uh, yeah. Right there. No, it is. Starting the, with the man in the mirror. The, the, the lyrics are poetic and powerful. Yep. I, I love agree. It. Now, I'm a big fan. I haven't heard this song in a long time, but now I might jam it in traffic <laughs> as I pass through Road Ragers <laughs> on 360 and Mopac. And they'll be like, why are they in a good mood? Oh. Giving me the finger, and I'm listening to Man in the Mirror <laughs> saying, I got to be better. I'm taking yeah. the high road. Because you'll say, because the choir just kicked in. That's right. <laughs> oh, you're not going to be smiling. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. All right. Great job, my man, Patrick. Glad to have him back as well. Uh, 512-337-3776. That is the number two. The Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. My man Harge at uh, Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. Remember, we're off early today. We're off at 545 yep, yep. Uh, for Texas baseball. As a matter of fact, before we get back into these Rodney Terry uh, clips from his introductory press conference, and it was a great feel-good moment for, for uh, Texas, uh, we're going to go behind the burners curtain a little bit. Uh, my man Harge, who's obviously tuned, he's uh, plugged in, all right, uh, he won the the insiders for Texas baseball. Uh, give us a little quick, a uh, little preview of Texas versus Texas A&M. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well done. Nice timing there. Yeah, Some dude. people didn't get the reference. Yeah. You're, you're not old enough if you didn't get the reference. Don't worry. It's okay. Ask your dad or mama about That's it. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but no, I like, I like the hope so. Yeah, there's definitely, this is one of those games and uh, thank you to CB for giving us the information about Texas and what they're up against because Texas A&M has actually beaten Texas quite a few times and actually knocked them out of Omaha just recently. Four times so, in a row? They've yeah. gone the last four in a row? Yeah, seven seven the last of the last ten? Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is a big game regardless of the matchup because it's Texas and Texas A&M. This is a big game just because you want to get on the right side of it. Texas is coming in with a 14-game win streak. Uh, A&M just lost three in a row to to Texas, uh, not Texas A&M, but to Tennessee, the other UT. So you're just trying to figure out what's next for this baseball team. You got LeBaron Johnson on the mound tonight. That is going to be a big start for him. Because he, has play, he has started some big games already he for has Texas. Started some he started the games. LSU game, didn't he? Yes, he did. And pitched well up until he the very end of the game. Well. And, and Texas ended up losing yeah. it. Uh, that was a game where you started to see this baseball team play a little bit different. You know, you start looking at Texas baseball and you're like, okay, here we go. This is a big, big series for them. And they went out there and played well against them. I mean, LSU's still the number one team in the nation. They're probably going to have two guys go one and two. 
For Paul Skeens in the draft? Yeah, Paul wow. Skeens and Dylan Cruz. Don't know which order it's going to be in. And there's a kid out of uh, out of uh, Florida that might go one, two, and three in the draft because that's how much talent they have. But hmm. you sit here and you're looking at this game. Texas A&M, obviously, Coach Schlossnagel, he's already came out early in the season and was very disappointed in the fan support and how they were booing. Remember? He was very I do remember upset. they called yeah. out the fans. He yeah. called them out. And yeah. this is a big test for the Texas baseball team. Like you said, a true road trip to to Aggie land. So this is going to be big. This is a big game tonight. I know it's 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 early in the season. Well, not that early because everybody's both playing conference games. But you want to be on the right side of this heading into your weekend because Texas is getting ready to go and play Oklahoma State this weekend. Another on road the road, test. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they that fourteen straight games they've won, but they've done that in the friendly confines of UFCU in front of one of the best uh, fans, uh, best group of fans in no the doubt. country with Texas Longhorn fans. And and they've gained a lot of confidence. You can mm-hmm. tell. You've talked about the improvement of the team, but now they got to go on the road. And arguably, for the Longhorn specifically, just for the Longhorn brand, it'll be one of the three most hostile environments you could possibly face. It's like you yep. going to you're going to to your rival. You're yep. going to Aggieland. Yep. It's like either going to Oklahoma would be in that conversation too. Hell, I remember Longhorn fans talking about going to Arkansas right. a couple of years ago. Man. When you got to go to a rival's place, um, you know that is among the most hostile environments you're going to be in. And you and know it's going to be you know it's going to be sold out. And you it's know it's going to be sold out. You're the show. You what did Ryan and Terry show. say? We are the show. <laughs> we are the show. Exactly. Texas baseball, you are the show. So, yeah, it's going to be sold out. And they're coming off of a difficult series versus Tennessee. Yep. So they're going to have their minds focused, and Absolutely. they're going to come out with a you know kind of a, a, a chip on the shoulder. Yep. Um, and it'll end up being kind of a grudge match for them, as it always is, between big, big test. Texas and Texas A&M. So, yeah, yep. big test for Texas baseball. Looking forward to seeing how they respond. That's why we're off early at 545. Let's get to Texas uh, basketball here. Congratulations to Coach Rodney Terry. Uh, he was announced officially as the head coach of the Texas men's basketball team. Got a couple of uh, cuts that we'll play. But let me remind everybody, if you want to hear the interview, sorry, interview. The Actually, there is an interview. There is an interview. <laughs> there is there an is interview. interview. Or you want to hear the introductory press conference in its entirety, you can go to hornfm.com and go catch it there. As a matter of fact, shout out to Chad and Zay. Uh, great show for them today. You know Zay has a really close relationship with Coach Terry. He calls him like one of his, like basically one of his mentors right. growing up uh, was Coach Terry because Coach Collier, who's longtime coach there. Oh, we got a Coach Collier story we got to get into. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to do that. Sorry, sidebar. We're going to get into that because <laughs> we go, we got, I got a bone to pick with Zay about it. Yeah. But Coach Collier, who, who coached there at Bowie for, oh man, decades, uh, he actually came on the show. It is during the one o'clock hour. If you want to go catch it on the podcast page there, great interview with him. I'm going to go back and check it out. Actually, when I get home, um, and he talked about how he hired Rodney Terry. Yes, he as did as well, way back in the day. Yes, right. uh, so that's a really cool story. So go check that out. That's at hornfm.com, both the uh, introductory press conference, but also the uh, Coach Collier interview of him talking about uh, his experience with Coach Terry as a young up and coming coach. Yeah. All right, let's talk about. Let's, let's hear from Coach Terry. Um, and Coach <clears> Terry was actually he was asked a lot of different things, but uh, Brock Cunningham. I believe yeah. that the, got the last question of, yes, the, of, the, of, the, of the interview. Yeah, and it was, yeah. It was actually a really good question. It too. definitely was. Uh, Brock Cunningham probably has got a future in sports media if he uh, so chooses. Well, Brock Cunningham, I'll leave the question is also in the audio here. He uh, decided he wanted to ask Coach Terry a question. A uh, question from the team. Um, what's the first thing you're going to do as the head basketball coach of Texas? Man, Brock, that's a, 
<laughs> That's a loaded question, right? You know what? Uh, first thing I'm going to do is I, I really want to sit down with our team. We hadn't had a chance to talk. I mean, we, I kind of gave you guys a farewell deal that night, you know, when we talked about the season, but I hadn't had a chance to, to talk to you guys. These last two days being back, we hadn't had a chance to, to really sit down and, and, and visit about, about the year and tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys, you know, uh, the way you stayed the course and, and, and worked this season. That, that's the first thing I'd I like to be able to do and express my, my, my gratitude and, uh, uh, for what you guys did this season. Um, and, and from there, I'll start working with some of our returners, you included, coming back next season, right? So uh, that, that will be the first uh, order of business for myself, along with sitting down and visiting with our staff. All right, you go. Basically, yep. says he's a, he's a team guy. He's, talk, he's put the team first every time. Every time he gets a question to post, he talks about how it's all about these guys, all about their experience. Uh, and then once again, first thing that first order of business, he wants to talk to the players. Yep. Um, I'm sure he wants to thank him. I think he said that, too. He's trying to show his gratitude, but also talk to him about his vision for the future. No doubt. And what Rodney Terry Texas basketball looks like. Oh, that kind of rolls off the oh, yeah, tongue. Oh, yeah, it was. It was easy, right? Man. He said that. wasn't even thinking <laughs> it about really it. It just did. rolled. It did just yeah. roll off the tongue. That's yeah. pretty easy there. Yeah. I wonder what his uh, like his model is going to be. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the team. All coaches have like a model, a little team model or something like that. Live where your feet are. <laughs> I'm going to live where my feet are, you know? I mean, I just sat up there and looked at that team, Craig, and I was like, Craig, these guys work hard, and I just want them to continue to work hard. I'm going to be on them. I'm going to be on them, but I'm going to treat them like men. <laughs> Did you throw that? How did you do that? No, man. It's good. I, gotta tell you, it's I that, got that natural rasp. Uh, no, Roddy Terry's going to be around for a long time. Oh, this and is so going to be great. And so is Harge. Harge yeah. is going to be around for a while, yeah. man. And uh, we got our own Rodney. We got to do a Rodney Terry interviewing Rodney Terry. I'm going to do that. We got to be like Lamar Jackson interviewing <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, we got to get that done. Uh, but yeah, Coach Terry, the real Coach Terry, not not not, not, not Harge, just Coach Terry. Uh, he actually was asked a question about Kirk. Well, I thought it was a great question. It was actually one of the first questions. Um, did you feel like uh, you needed to earn the job? And at what point did you feel like you had done enough to earn the job? Here is head coach Rodney Terry. Well, I think from the very beginning, you know, my first conversation, first conversation with CDC prior to meeting with the team. And, and then once we made that decision that afternoon that I was going to be coaching the team, uh, and, uh, you know, he gave me that whistle and, you know, uh, and said, hey, go earn this. Go earn it and go do the job that I know you're capable of doing. And, uh, you know, I met with our team and just said, hey, guys, you know what? We've got the whole season in front of us. None of our goals have changed. We've got a tough rice team tonight we have to deal with. But we're going to control what we can control, and we're going to live where our feet are, and uh, we're going to live in the present. And uh, we're going we're to try to take bit, care, care of business tonight, and, uh, and we'll move forward from this. But... Uh, yeah, that was the message, you know, and uh, again, having his support uh, meant a great deal heading into that ball game that night. And would you feel confident you'd done that? I, I felt confident the whole time, to be honest with you, Kirk. I mean, I, I, I prepared my whole life for this opportunity. You know, I'm seven years, you know, 27 years Division One uh, basketball coaching, 32 years of coaching, five years at the high school level. I'm a proud high school basketball coach in the state of Texas. <laughs> We've got great basketball coaches, by the way, in the state of Texas. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to those guys as well. But, uh, but no, you know, you, you're prepared. You know, I, I often tell our team and our players, you know, you know so many guys want opportunities uh, in life. You have to be prepared for opportunities. I was prepared for this opportunity. 
And, uh, um, you know, my time at, uh, at Fresno, my time at UTEP have prepared me for uh, this opportunity. Haven't had a chance to be here uh, during some of the best seasons uh, of Texas basketball. Uh, no one knows this place better than me in terms of, you know, the landscape, you know, how to be successful here at an elite level. And, uh, you know, I tried to convey that to our guys and what that took. I tried to bring back former players to the, convey that to our guys and, and embrace uh, playing at the University of Texas. We're going to get everybody's best game, right, guys? Every night, right? We may watch some games and, you know, we're preparing for teams and there's empty arenas a little bit. But we go to, we go to that arena, what, what's going to be, guys? Sold out. They're coming to see Texas, right? They're coming to see us. We're the show, right? But we didn't embrace that. That's not arrogant. Okay, everybody can't coach at Texas. Everybody can't play at Texas. And, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I've been here uh, at the highest of highs. So uh, I was very confident throughout the whole process, Kurt. There you go. Pretty confident the whole process. For Arch. sure. For so sure. He knew. He knew. And so did uh, Mr. L. Tyfe, the Board of Regents. He kept telling CDC, hey, that's our guy. That's our guy. And hmm. CDC made reference to it, and he said that I had to tell him to calm down because we want to wait. Let's let it work out. Let's see what <laughs> happens. Let's see what Coach Terry does. Let's see how he reacts. And he said he would walk into the locker room, and he would see the pastor up there talking to his team. His fellowship was going on. He was talking to the congregation every time he walked in there, and he said the post-game comp- uh, meetings lasted a little bit longer. And he realized that this was a leader of men in the way that he was going about it. And he said he knew since the Rice game. Yeah, but C- he wanted CDC. to play it out. Yeah. He wanted to let it play out and see how he reacts in adverse situations. There was nothing more adverse than that night. And when he had to take that job because he had to get those guys ready to play the very next day, that morning. Mm-hmm. So he had to go to work, and those guys went to work, and – that's exactly what happened when we was on a beautiful ride for the entire season. It was great stuff. Uh, that's a good point about CDC saying he knew early on. Obviously, Kevin Eltife knew before that. Yep. And Rodney Terry saying, oh, I knew when I got the gig. It was, exactly. it's, it's, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Exactly. I've, been I've, been asking, I've been asking God for this moment, exactly. and I'm prepared for it. That's right. So it seems like behind the scenes, uh, they were a lot more uh, – a lot more. and if you look at unanimity – Yep, um, in yep, terms of yep. what uh, direction they want to go, and that direction was Coach Terry. Uh, one other piece of audio I want to play for you before we get to the break for Raw around the day. Oh, and also, we got to get to this Coach Collier <laughs> little nugget. I know, my man, Zay's been holding Zay out on Zay has been stalling Zay, us out, and you man. know what? I wouldn't doubt if Zay's dad told him, basically, do not do not spread this <laughs> this information about him, about, yeah, about uh, uh, Coach Collier. Uh, but my man Hard found it, doing some deep I diving, did, doing did. some rabbit holing. That's so right. we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, but here is another piece of audio from the introductory press conference. Uh, coach Terry was asked about his time at UTEP, time at Fresno State as the head coach there, and what lessons that he are going, he's going to use uh, from those experiences and applying here with his new job here as the head coach at the University of Texas. Here's head coach Terry. That's a great question. I, um, you know, I think uh, a lot of times the 10 years that I was head coach there, you know, you're, you're, you're literally just working so hard. And I went into situations where they were total rebuilds. And so, uh, you know, even as you got the program where you wanted it, um, you still were just fighting every day to continue to try to, to keep the program there. Uh, and and I, th- I think I never really got a chance to enjoy it. You know, as you were building it and you, 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 fought, you had a level of success, you, you still just really didn't enjoy it. I had a lot of great mentors 
that, that, I, that I lean on every single day. Jerry Wainwright gave me an opportunity at Wilmington. Harry Miller gave me my first opportunity uh, at, at, the, at, uh, at Baylor University. Uh, you know, and obviously Rick, but uh, those guys always said to me, hey, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. And it sounds a whole lot easier uh, than they actually do, but, uh, but having a chance to step back that one year, um, man, it put a lot of things in perspective. And, uh, and, and, I, and I vowed to myself that if I, if I got another opportunity to be a head coach, I was going to be Rodney Terry. Guys called me RT. And, uh, and they were going to see a whole different side of me. I was going to have fun. I was going to enjoy, enjoy every day. I was going to smile. I was going to not always, you know, and, you know we're going to coach hard, hold guys accountable, but, but I'm going to enjoy the process doing that. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to joke with my guys, and they get a chance to see, see the real RT. You know, some of my teams, you know, uh, early on, especially in Fresno and some in at UTEP, didn't see the real RT, you know, because it was so driven hard in terms of, you know, wanting to be successful and wanting the guys to, 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 to or wanting our teams to be really good. I don't think I got a chance to do that. But I said this time my demeanor was going to be totally different. Um, I was going to be more poised, more calm, and, uh, and handle our, our guys a lot differently in terms of, in terms of being a leader. And, uh, and I thank God for giving me that opportunity and, and uh, giving me a chance to, to make that change. So that's, that's been the biggest change for myself in terms of, in terms of working with, uh, with, team, with this team in particular. All right, there's uh, Coach Rodney Terry. I'm talking about how, uh, you know, basically his time as a head coach at UTEP and Fresno State has really, really, you know, basically gotten him ready for this job. It has prepared him for this moment. And he also got into thanking some of the people uh, who really, uh, some of the key figures who had helped him out and given him opportunities and chances along the way. One of those people is Coach Collier, yep. uh, who is uh, Zay's dad. Zay does a great job on Chad and Zay uh, from noon to three right here on 104.9 The Horn, and they actually had him on uh, during the 1 o'clock hour talking about how he gave Coach Terry one of his first coaching jobs uh, as, I believe, he's like, he's like a freshman. Yeah, he coached the freshman, freshman team, the, uh, the head coach of the freshman team. Yeah, uh, so why, but so Harge, so, so Harge, we were talking about the interview, and then Harge was doing some rabbit holing and found what I think is really interesting information about Coach Collier, and now we have a bit of a bone to pick with Zay yes. for not revealing this information to us earlier. And not only not revealing it to us, not revealing it to anybody. Anybody, even holding out. Yeah, he Zay's been holding us. out on y'all guys. Just so y'all know. Give it to him, Harch. Mr. Collier, Coach Collier, mm-hmm. he was once the head coach at Southwest Texas State, but he also coached at San Marcos High School. Mm-hmm. And during his time as the head coach at San Marcos High School, do y'all remember the show Veronica Mars? Obviously, Dawson's Creek and Drive Me Crazy. Well, not only that, this is an author, a producer, director, and a screenwriter of the co- and he also co-developed 90210. He co-created Party Down and I Zombie. And who's this guy? His name is Rob Thomas. Okay. And he was one of uh, Coach Collier's players wow. while he was at San Marcos High School. But it gets better. It gets even better. <laughs> so in 2004, Bowie High School was selected as a filming location for the feature film, The Quiet. <laughs> the Bowie High School basketball team was chosen to act in the film, and Coach Collier was the head coach Come on. for Sean Ashmore's team in the movie. So <laughs> Coach Collier not only was c- coaching people that went on to create great shows, 
He was also in the film. Wow. In a movie. Come on now. And I need to find out. If he has those credits. Did he have a speaking role in this thing? I don't, he, Is I Coach Carl your own IMDb? I want to see if he's got a SAG award. Come I mean, a on, SAG man. Card. Okay, Zay, Zay, I need I'm, details I'm at you, bro. tomorrow day. We get this out, get this to Zay, guys. Get we have a spec text line. We'll text him, too. We need background on this story. I need. I, I wish we would have we'd have known about this when they had Coach Collier on that we probably could have texted exactly. and asked him about it. Exactly. Uh, but it's actually it was a. I mean, it's a. This is a. This is not some small time film either. No, it's not. And it Elisha Cuthbert, uh, she was in it. Eddie Falco oh, was in it. Edie. Edie, Edie Falco oh yeah, that's Nurse Jackie. Yeah, that's Tony Soprano's wife yeah. was in this thing. Cam- Camilla. Camilla. Bell. I mean, there's actually yeah. some some notice some actors you'd recognize and in for the film. sure. Wow. And Sean Ashmore, who, by the way, is How one of your that? favorite people, Rob, because he's in the X-Men. He's How an X-Men that? character. What, which character? He's uh played roles as Bobby Drake, Iceman. Oh, he was Iceman. Yeah. Oh, yes. I do remember him now. Yes. He was. I do remember him. He was yes. in the school. He was in Professor Xavier's school. There you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, we just... My man Hart stumbled upon this. I've not seen The Quiet. I will admit, I've seen a lot of movies. I've not seen The Quiet. Yep. It is getting, let me see, what does it get? Let's see what the IMDb, check this out. All right, it is getting a 6 out of 10 on the IMDb. Okay, 6.2, that's not bad. 21% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's not good. So Rotten Tomatoes doesn't like it very much. But sometimes Rotten Tomatoes don't know what the hell they're talking about, trust me. That's true. All right, so I got to check this out. I'm going to have to watch The Quiet somewhere. You're going to have to. You're going to be quiet watching it. (laughs) You're going to be quiet watching it. Why the hell are you watching this old movie? Exactly, because I'm learning. I'm looking for Coach Collier. I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for a young Coach Collier. And somebody, just, around there. and somebody just said Coach Terry was my seventh grade basketball coach and my typing teacher at Porter Middle School. 1990. 1990. Man, he rose fast. He was in the game, man. That was quick. He was, was like, in the game. I mean, it's uh, 33 years ago, and now he's already head coach at Texas. Congrats yep. to Coach Terry. Birthday was early this week, and I'm sure this is one yesterday. of the best. Yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. TJ's the- was earlier this week. Oh, uh, TJ Forrest? Yeah, his this week? was on the 24th. His wife, no, his wife, his girlfriend's was early this week. Not yep. TJ, Coach Terry's yep. girlfriend. Yeah, don't, be, don't be getting TJ in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. like, Hold on, man. I'm going to say that. My wife was listening. Uh, no, TJ's fine. Trust me. All yep. right, uh, we'll come back. As a matter of fact, we'll get our TJ Ford interview posted for you, too. I'm at Harge reaching out into his contact list. Got the legendary Lifetime Longhorn to come on with us early in the show at 3.30. Mm-hmm. We come back. We're going to wrap it up and put it in the oven. But before we do that, uh, we got to celebrate a very special special. Sports-related birthday Come on. in Rod's rant of the day. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real! My God! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! Oh, no, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butt. All right, don't have a ton of time, so I'm gonna be quick here. Today is the, uh, the birthday of Rick Barry. Uh, Rick Barry was one of the last players in, in the NBA to have the granny shot. The what is called the granny shot, where you would basically uh, shoot the ball uh, by first your 
Now, kind of your shot, <laughs> um, the motion was actually you uh, using the under, I don't know what the hell you described, I, I was the underhanded uh, squatting motion to shoot the ball. <laughs> yep. It's a weird one. you got to go Google it yourself. I probably did a terrible job describing it. No, everybody does that when they play horse. Yes, the granny shot. Yep. So uh, his, Rick Barry once told Wilt Chamberlain that he could help Wilt Chamberlain with his game. Wilt Chamberlain famously made 54% of his shots from the field, 51% of his shots from the free throw line, third worst free throw shooting percentage in NBA history. But during the 1961-62 season, Wilt Chamberlain actually shot 60 Three percent, nearly sixty-four percent from the free throw line, but he was using the granny style underhand free throw shot, and Rick Barry was the one that taught it to him and advocated, "Hey man, use the granny style shot." But during the nineteen sixty-seven, sixty-eight season, Will Chamberlain basically had returned to his old free throw shooting style and was shooting a career low thirty-eight percent from the free throw line. And when he asked Will Chamberlain, "Why are you shooting, all right, the uh, your normal way of shooting when you were hitting a career high?" By shooting granny style. You know what Wilt Chamberlain said? There's a reason that he'd rather miss more free throws than he hit. All right. By not using the granny style free throw (laughs) method. He said, I quote, I felt silly like a sissy shooting underhanded. He later wrote, I know some of the best foul shooters in NBA history shot that way. Even now, the best one NBA, Rick Barry, shoots underhanded. I just couldn't do it. Shaquille O'Neal said the same thing years later. When they asked Shaquille O'Neal why he didn't use the granny-style shot, he said, I told Rick Barry I'd rather shoot 0% than shoot underhand. <laughs> pride, baby. Pride. Yeah. Messing with Messing you. Messing with Texas you. Texas baseball. Hey, baby. Have Texas pride. Not that kind of pride. That's right. uh, Texas baseball coming up next. Craig Way on the call. Remember the revolution I'll be telling about right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. One place. Take care of each other. Peace.